What's going on? Welcome to the All-American Chelsea Podcast. I am the captain, the leader, the legend of all things you see. All-American Chelsea, what's going on? It's your boy Christian coming back again to you live from beautiful Miami, Florida in the good old US of A on Monday, November 26th after a goddamn loss after a molly wop this weekend uh, by Tottenham, our arch rival, our nemesis, the shit from White Hart Lane, unbelievable, unbelievable. So I was supposed to record, you know how I always like to record my intros and my outros um, after I do the podcast. I was supposed to record this one yesterday, um, but it seems like now that I'm an adult, I feel like after this last birthday that I had, that I have officially transitioned into being an adult after about, what, 14 years I could say 14 years about 20 let's go 16 years make it official 18 years old when you're technically officially an adult but after 16 years I feel like I finally transitioned into adulthood and this yesterday a we my wife and I we went to Ikea we bought a whole bunch of shit then we came home assembled the shit and I felt like, you know, I finally made it. As I was putting the stuff together, I'm like, damn, I finally made it. I'm an adult. I'm a big boy now. Um, here in the States, I don't know, I don't know if too much if you guys do it abroad, if it's a thing abroad. But it was um Thanksgiving on Thursday, so after Thanksgiving is Black Friday. Black Friday is usually um it's the day after thanksgiving and it it signifies the start of holiday shopping so like all the retail stores all the stores they get the best sales and you could get a lot of stuff uh heavily discounted that is normally you know at a higher price uh just even the week before so on black friday this was another sign that uh that your boy has transitioned into adulthood I went to uh, Home Depot, which is in the United States. They sell tools and shit like that. I got me a tool set, like a, a drills, and I had to upgrade on my toolbox. So I got a whole bunch of shit, um, brand new tape measures, and I was excited, boy. I was like, yeah, upgrading, upgrading, level up. Any other year, I would have been like, you know, I felt like in years past, I would have been excited for, oh, this store is having sales on, like, clothes and shit like that. And I was, I just feel like after getting, you know, getting excited for tools and shit and shopping at Home Depot on the weekend, 
and going to IKEA and buying furniture. I'm I'm like being it's not necessarily coming from the point of in the perspective of being handy like oh like i could push it together now nah, like i've always been doing that I, I grew up in a hispanic household like your ass was picking up a hammer and screwdrivers and lifting and moving i've been doing that since i was a kid i i, I can't even remember when i started i mean hell this weekend my parents were moving into their new house and my son is three years old he was involved Picking up boxes and moving and pushing and stuff like that. Like, it was, it just, I don't know, it comes natural. But this was the first time, man, that I've, I feel like I've been, I've, I've, I've transitioned to becoming an adult. Um, but anyways, enough with the chit chat. Let's get into the podcast. So, on this episode of the podcast, this is the Tottenham Hotspur versus Chelsea post match review. I have my homie, Elias on and it's funny that I got him and Worldwide Chills on pretty much not back to back but close because I had them on at the same time before earlier like episode like let's call it like five six seven something around there I think it was seven and eight officially technically would be seven and eight but at that time I was recording all my audio shit was all fucked up, so I wasn't able to, I lost those two episodes, and after those two episodes, I upgraded my whole system, and I feel like now, once I got, once that, you know, I've had them officially on the podcast that will be released without any issues, like, I've made amends for uh, my two losses, so it's good to, you know, to 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 have him on um and even just like you know big sean said in the song i specifically saved it i knew a loss was coming um i didn't know when it was gonna happen but i knew eventually there was no way we were gonna finish chelsea was gonna finish the season unbeaten there it was impossible um so i saved this song specifically for that but it's symbolic in a lot of things you know chelsea lost we're going to bounce back. We'll be fine. I had the podcast had two losses, lost two episodes. This is the second one that uh, that I made up. So we've bounced back from that. And, you know, Chelsea football will be fine. We'll be fine. We're on track still. Remember, top four, a trophy, sign in Golo Conte. We've done that. Um. We need to sign it in hazard and establish sorry ball. Establish a foundation. And that's what we're doing. We're still on track for all those things. The big one is sign it in hazard, finish top four, major trophies. Those are the big ones for the season. So if we could do that, we'll be fine. In my opinion, I said it in the very first podcast. This is That would be a successful season, and we're still on track for that. It sucks that we lost against Tottenham, and it's not even. I say it in the interview with Elias that it's not necessarily that we lost to Tottenham that burned so much. It's how bad we played. It's how bad we played that kills me. We played terrible. I've watched the game back twice now, and we've we played terrible, terrible. So, I'm gonna get into the interview now. 
And I'll talk to you guys at the end of it. Later. What's going on, everyone? I have the homie Elias, also known as Everyday Monday. Family. Pretty. This man is family to me. Family, family, family. Diehard Chelsea supporter. Elias, how the hell are you doing today? I'm doing good today, man. Thank you a lot for calling me family. That's, that's deep, man. <laughs> it's the truth, man. I talk to you. I talk to you. I talk to the homie Josh. I talk to the homie Daniel every day more yeah. than I talk to literal blood relatives. More than I talk to my damn sister. Uh, you guys are family. Family. Um, I'm happy to hear that you're going. You're doing great today. But I know, based off of our conversations yesterday, we were not doing good yesterday. After Chelsea's three. One defeat at the hands of Tottenham motherfucking Hotspur. What the hell happened yesterday? Yesterday? No, I, I don't remember anything. <laughs> what, what day was yesterday? Well, yesterday was Saturday, the 24th of November. Um, and we were taking on a team, a shit team, by the way, from... The what? The north side of London? You got I don't live in London, so you geographically yeah, the north side. The north side of London. So um we were playing at Wembley and we got what I like to call Molly Whopped. What we call here in Miami Dade County, Molly Whopped. That's what we experienced yesterday. From the first whistle, from the word go, literally from the word go, Tottenham was coming out our necks. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> first of all, let's say this. Let's say this. I think there's a lot of Chelsea fans who who have this idea of Tottenham and still think like we're levels above them and that kind of that sort of thing. Like Tottenham are a fantastic team. They're they're one of the I would say easily a top a top ten team in the world. They're one of the elite teams in European football. Yes, they've not won anything. Yes, they are Tottenham. We like to joke about them, but we're not on, on another level to Tottenham. And getting whooped is no excuse. Like yesterday, what happened, there's no excuse for that. But to lose to Tottenham, I don't think people should be super, super embarrassed of it. Like It's not like we lost to Sunderland or Crystal Palace. This is Tottenham Hotspur. This is a fantastic team. I'm I'm happy you I'm happy you brought up that perspective, um, because for me my anger and frustration has is more based on the fact of how terrible we played yesterday, and less on the fact that it was because of Tottenham, um, and I, and that is a great point that you bring up. Tottenham is is always at the uh, at the butt of all Chelsea supporters' jokes. Um, Arsenal the same way, um, but they're they're a good team, no doubt about it. They're they're a great team, um, and it just we're huge. These guys that we're this team that we're watching, we're watching two teams filled with human beings play, and they're not robots. This isn't FIFA where we set up our teams and and they're gonna perform perfectly 
and it's just going to come down to tactical errors. No, like, these are humans. You know, Chelsea is entitled to have a bad game. But God damn it, does it burn a little bit that it is comes at the hand of Tottenham. Fuck, we look, we look terrible from, from the first second. So the match started up, and they got in, within 10 seconds, they had a corner. Within 10 seconds, they had a corner. Yeah, I mean, yesterday what happened, man, like, we got pimp slapped, man. Like, in London, what we say is, like, we held court. That means, like, we got shot up, we got fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm allowed to scare, sorry. Of course. Yeah, man, we got fucked up yesterday, man. <laughs> no, no word of a lie. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, talking about the game itself, I think just that, Intensity for start for starters is Tottenham were on another level compared to us from our running start, um, point of view. They were just physically so dominant against us. They they abused us like they, their players are all six foot, fast, athletic, way more athletic. Like their team is far more athletic than our team is, and. It showed yesterday, it showed massively, like, <clears throat> the way um, Dele Ali was all over Jorginho, like a skid mark, like he was all over him, man. Like, he was on him all night. Yeah. And I felt sorry for Jorginho, man. Like, <clears throat> we didn't keep the ball well. They really pressed us aggressively. They were super aggressive. Musa Sissoko, that guy was looking like prime Patrick Vieira yesterday, man. He was unreal. He was on I thought it was unbelievable. He was on fire. Serge Aurier was on fire yesterday. Yeah. So let's get into a little bit of stats to kind of paint the picture. Not paint the picture, but sort of frame the conversation. So obviously the game ended, uh, as I mentioned, 3-1 Tottenham. Uh, possession, 40% Tottenham, 60% us, Chelsea. Uh, fouls, 19 fouls. Uh, to our 12 yellow cards, Tottenham, zero yellow cards, which which pissed me off. Um, yeah, they, that they, was ridiculous. They, 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 they were playing aggressive, um, and there were some tackles yesterday that, that they should have gotten a yellow card. Eden Hazard, that was a penalty all day, every day in the box um, in the first half, and they didn't give it to us. That, yep. That was a stonewall penalty. And the guy, I think it was... Um, his, I forgot his, the ref's name. What's his name? Mike Dean or no, Mike no, no. Riley? What was his name? Uh, uh, I forget his name, but... No, forget him, man. Like, uh, <laughs> what is this dude's name? Anyways, well, not important. So, yeah, not important. Not important. But yeah, he was, he was, he was quick. Well... To be fair. I mean, they were aggr- the way they were the way they were yesterday. I'm surprised they didn't give any yellow cards to Tottenham. Yeah, they were super aggressive. Like, yes. I think Hazard got a yellow card before the half ended. Yes, he did for like literally contesting a header. Like, what's he meant to do? And he got a yellow card for that. Yes, he did. Oh, some yes, he bullshit did. right there. Yes, he did. Um, but to be fair, to be fair, uh, I believe that Rudiger could have easily picked up another yellow and gotten a red card yesterday. <sighs> Um, oh yeah, yeah. And he didn't. Same thing with uh, I think did Jorginho end up getting a yellow? 
Yeah, he did. I forgot how he got it, but he did get a yellow. All I know is he wasn't on a yellow when Son treated him. Yeah. Like he was flipping, like Son turned into Bell against Mark Bartra back in the day. Ugh. Like that was ridiculous, man. Ugh. So, um, yellow cards, three for us, zero to them, no reds. Offsides, five, all belonging to Alvaro Morata. Motherfucker, this guy, again, I'm happy to see him making runs i'm ha- i'm happy but it's just like it's like he's making runs yes and when you when you're making runs and you're getting after it um uh, against the center backs you're bound to be offside but it's like if it's not one with him it's not if it's not one thing it's not the other if it's not the diving on the floor which yeah. i didn't see too much of it yesterday i, I for me I oh, see- oh 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 when he doesn't get the call, he's calling the, he's insulting the defender and he's saying, yeah, puta, puta, puta. That's all you can see from the television. Hey, can you see it? Of course. Like people think this guy is such a nice guy. He's a rude little ram. So if it isn't, it's just like, bro, like, can we, can we cancel everything altogether? Like, can you just like chill? If it's not one thing, it's the other with this man. Yeah, um, yeah. What else? Corner kicks. Four to four, which is surprising. Which is surprising because I felt like Tottenham had. If you would have asked me during the game, I I wouldn't have said they have four corners. It felt like they had way more than that. It felt like they had way more than that. Um, and event, you know, we have four saves. This is embarrassing. They had one save versus our six. Uh, which leads into shots on goal. They had 18 shots on goal, nine on target. Yeah. We had 13 shots on yeah. goal, two on target. That can't happen. Basically, I've seen something. Um, the expected goals um, the expected goals had the match actually 4-1 to Tottenham. And uh-huh. expected goals, for people who don't know what it is, is a better version of like shots on target. It's like is a better metric to use because this one, it actually measures the quality of every chance that the, that your team has. So, and most of the time when I score, if, like, if the score was 3-1, most teams, they, they um, underperform it. So the XG is higher. That means you really get, you really got slapped. And the, the XG had it at 4-1. That means Tottenham should have probably won like six, seven, one because most teams overperform XG. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, four one, like chances they had were quality, quality chances within our six yard box. Kane missing it. Kane I remember missing. that. Son missing. Son. Uh, 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 uh. That was a, a hell of a save by Kepa, but that that shot by oh. Son within the box. And, yeah. Good. And what was the other one? The the volley. And he, I think it clipped the crossbar and went over. It went over. It was like the first 10 seconds. Yep. Like, ooh, they were on our ass like a rush. Like, they were all over us. Yep. What was the other chance? Um, there was a... Delhi Ali. On a corner, was it? Was it on a corner or, or a, a, a free kick? It was, 
it was it was in the box. Yeah, it was in the box. Yeah, where the and ball he, was pinging around left, right, and center, yeah. ping pong, and it, it, it bounced up. Yep, it didn't bounce up too high, but it was like he had to score it and missed, and it was like wow. He hit the 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 poles that make the goal stand up, so it, it looked like he hit the bar for a second, but yeah, yeah, but that was another quality chance, and really Kepa. If it wasn't for Kepa, wow. Would have got would it would have been really really embarrassing. Yep. <clears throat> so, the starting eleven for Chelsea yesterday was uh, Kepa in goal, Alonso, Luis, Rudiger, Aspi in the back, midfield yeah. of Kovacic, Jorginho, Kante, Hazard, Morata, and William. Now, you and I have talked about this a bazillion times. Yeah. Why do we keep sitting seeing William in the fucking starting eleven? I don't. I don't understand this. I, there yeah. must be a reason. Sorry, I would love to know why. Or maybe he has explained why. And if you're hearing this, and sorry has pin specifically spoken to why he believes William should be starting our games over Pedro. Please let me know. DM me. Send it to me on Twitter. Get at me. Let me know why. Right, my little. Yeah, please write me a letter. Send me a pigeon. Smoke signal. Ha- just get a hold of me. Morse code. Morse code. Anything. Anything. Because I, I don't understand this. I don't understand why Sorry is not starting Pedro. What did you think of the starting 11? Starting 11, I think that was our best team besides Giroud and Willian. I don't, besides uh, Morata and Willian, I don't agree with those two starting. Um, I think Pedro is way more suited to the right wing role. I mean, Willian is. There's a there's a lot of people in our fan base that like can't stand him. Like the amount of, of abuse they give him, like they literally can't stand him. And I, I get it. I get it. I don't like Willian either. I'm not a big fan of Willian. I think he's way better on the left wing than he is on the right wing, just because he's kind of and bottlenecked and marginalised on the right wing. But it makes no sense that he starts over Pedro. Pedro, that role, he was playing that role for Barcelona for years. Making runs in behind, taking one touch, moving, pressing from the front. That was his whole life at Barcelona. Like This guy, Pedro was starting over guys like Bojan, when Bojan was super talented, way more talented than Pedro was. He was starting over Henri. He like... This is the level he was at. He was starting over Sanchez later on. And we're out here trying to accommodate William. I don't know what it is. Because even early on in the season, we were playing way better when Pedro was starting and Giroud and Hazard. That's our best front three. I just don't agree with William on the right wing, especially. I don't either. I don't either. Uh, Morata... Morata's tough because I could see the pros and cons with starting him at... As well as the pros and cons of starting Giroud, um, but I, I'm gonna need to talk to Sorry. I'm gonna need to be convinced by somebody like Sorry, somebody like a manager, somebody that knows the game better than I do, that's able to see the game uh, with a different set of eyes, that knows the game tactically, to explain to me why Mo- William is starting over Pedro, because to me. We just looked like the better team with Pedro in the starting 11. That's because... (coughs) 
it's because um, Pedro basically he 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 makes our attack more threatening. He doesn't come inside all the time. Hazard wants to come inside. William comes inside. It become it makes it easier for the opposition team's defense and midfield to just crowd them out every single time because they know where they're going. Pedro is unpredictable. He switches up. He moves around. It's hard to deal with him, and that's why Pedro makes our attack look better. And as for Morata, yeah, first of all, Morata. I'm not going to disrespect him or anything. I'm not going to diss him and whatever, whatever. But I think it's got to the point where he's not good enough. His level is really a team like uh, a Europa League side in one of the top five leagues in Europe that play a counter-attacking system. Because this guy, he can't hold the ball. He can't link play. He doesn't score enough goals. He misses too many chances. He's offside too much. He literally is holding back our attack. He's a wasted body up front. He's kind of like Fernando Torres at Chelsea at times. It's scary how bad this guy is. And it's like, for me, it's got to the point where just bench him till he's sold. Just start Giroud. Giroud doesn't score enough goals. I'm not a fan of Giroud. But I, I, I see what he does and I appreciate it. And it's got to the point where if Giroud is getting the best out of Hazard, which he is, Morata has, Hazard hasn't scored while Morata's been on the same pitch at the same time together. He's whoa, whoa. never scored. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again? Hazard has not scored a goal for Chelsea when Morata is playing. Are you serious? When them two are playing together, Hazard doesn't score. Are yes, serious? I'm serious because... I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you're just blowing my mind right now. That's a stat. I don't know where I got it from Twitter, but usually it's on point. And I seen it earlier on, like a couple, uh, like a month ago. It's, it's, it's true. Like we don't perform as a team. Rata, he doesn't occupy defenders. We need guys who take bodies away from Hazard because Hazard just gets triple team, quadruple team. Yesterday there was four. So easy to him. do. In the physical, you see, he's complaining about the physicality of players with him. Like, he's getting kicked. It is getting, it's too hard. He just can't carry out the offensive load every single time. It's not fair on him. I don't care what anyone says. It's not fair on Hazard. I, I agree. Uh, it just goes... Uh, it goes... Yesterday was... If we didn't... If the board... If the managers, if the staff didn't know before yesterday's game that we need help um, on the right wing, we need help yeah. up front, um, then they definitely saw it yesterday. Um, we, we hopefully. We, hopefully, but you never know. You never know. You never know what the board and the staff are, 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 are thinking. But we've been linked to a lot of ballers, in my opinion, and I'm happy with that. Like last year, the players we've been linked to, were, it it was a it was a disgrace last year. But it's it's getting better. I'm not losing my shit over this game because, in my opinion, I think we were due on we were due to get slapped up like that. Yeah. Just because we have a soft um, underbelly in, in our team, like <laughs> Jorginho. Unfortunately for him. The, what he's surrounded by, in my opinion, 
the two fullbacks, they never offer to receive the ball. They're just poor, very, very poor. And they really exposed him yesterday. Spurs as well did expose him. I, I, I see a lot of people um yes yesterday um yeah. and today a lot of people are going in on our fullbacks. Deservedly so. They, yeah, they deserved it. They deserved it. I, I just some people you know have this idea that yeah. we're gonna upgrade those positions. I don't think we are. We just had a Marcus Alonso sign a contract. Aspie is actually ain't going anywhere. There will be no improvements in the fullback department anytime soon. The only hope that we have is that Emerson steps up, <laughs> steps up his game and forces Alonzo to the bench. And, and the same goes for somebody on our squad to do the same to Aspie. Because it's not going to happen. No, I think I think we're gonna. Ha- I think we're definitely gonna buy a fullback. In my opinion, I don't know. If a starting it's fullback. Yeah, I think we are. I think we are because the shit is ridiculous. Like, what a joke them two are. In my opinion, Alonso gets is the most. At least he's in the top five most overrated players in the world. At least top five. Ah, uh, he doesn't. Yeah. I was the just way watching. this guy, I don't like him. I'm not fun. But I was just watching yesterday. Mm. Arie, Sturge Arie, the backup right back for Tottenham. Who was starting for PSG a couple of years ago. Who was starting for PSG. And is now their backup. Who There was people screaming for him during the summer to come to us. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was he it was it looked like it looked like like he was going up and down that right hand side like like if he owned it he was everywhere. Him and Sissoko were everywhere yesterday. Oh my god, Sissoko was full. And I felt they just yeah, I can't. I, I I felt bad. Um. For our midfield completely, especially Jorginho. Jorginho yesterday was a non-factor. Non-factor. Yeah, 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 definitely. Non-factor. <laughs> I felt so bad for those guys because it, 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 it was the, the one place that I thought that we had an advantage yesterday going into the, going into the match was our midfield. And I think yesterday our midfield was the key to the defensive collapse. Our midfield yesterday. <clears throat> um, yesterday, I thought Kovacic was really poor. I think with the way we play, I think if we don't press well and you get through our press, then the other team will have players running at Jorginho, running at Aspilicueta, running at Luis, running at Alonso. It's a big, big, big problem. First of all, because... Alonso can't defend anyone one on one. If you're running at Alonso, yesterday I saw Eric Lamella beat him one on one. Eric Lamella is not fast. He's not athletic. He's not this. He's a very crafty, skillful player, silky on the ball. He's agile, but he's not Hazard. He's not a Zaha. He's not going to blow by you. And he blew by uh, Marcus Alonso yesterday. And that really showed yeah. me everything I need to know because this guy goes really mask. Everything he does, 
He's poor. He doesn't. He receives the ball. He gives it straight back to the defender. He can't dribble past anyone. He can't beat the press. I don't think people realize how much we need um, fullbacks because yesterday Tottenham were just targeting them all day. Yep. They literally. Well, we had the ball. They squeezed. They squeezed the pitch. The whole team was tight in the middle. They knew that we would like to focus our attacks um, vertically, like straight through in the middle in the half spaces. But they they crowded us out. They said, if you're going to beat us, Poch literally said, if Chelsea Football Club want to come out of here with a win, you're going to have to give the ball to Alonso and Aspilicueta on the, on the wing. We're going to give you all of that space. You're going to have to put in a1 crosses into the box for you to win this game and we're going to deal with your crosses because you're not great at crossing the ball neither of you are Aspilicueta is okay Alonso's shit at crossing the ball so we're going to deal with that all day because our defenders are, are great at dealing with aerial threats and we don't have aerial threat yep. unless Giroud is playing Morata is not an aerial threat unless Which is he's crazy. free which is crazy because last year, what did he have? Six goals from Aspie alone. A header. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, the result, the performance, I think it w- we were due one. Tottenham were fantastic, very diligent, very aggressive. The way they really nullified Jorginho, they, in- they eliminated him out of the game. Non-factor. He was a non-factor William- yesterday. Our fullbacks really were exposed. They don't have the capacity to get up and down. They're not athletic enough. I did a whole thread on them yesterday, like comparing them to other wingers in of elite clubs. And I said we'll never reach that level unless we improve our fullbacks because fullbacks are super vital. They're the ones that provide the width. They're the ones that <clears throat> help you transition from defense to attack. I watched four games yesterday. I watched the Real Madrid game where they got slapped 3-0. I watched the Liverpool game. I watched our game and I watched the Atletico Barcelona game. And I saw some fantastic fullbacks. Barcelona, Jordi Alba, Semedo. Mm-hmm. Atletico have um, Arias and Felipe Luis who we should never have sold. We mm-hmm. never should have sold Felipe Luis. Nope. Real Madrid, Carvajal and Marcelo in the second half. These guys... Even Liverpool with Trent and, and Robertson. Robertson was so good yesterday. The way this guy just, he's fast. He attacks the pay, spaces. He can cross. He can dribble. He doesn't get pressed off the ball. Like, he's a fantastic, he's far better than Alonso. Far, he's a, on a complete different level to Alonso as a fit player. Now, let me ask and you a question. We will never reach that level. I'm going to say that again. We'll never reach the elite level of European football ever again. Unless you spend big money, Manchester City spent 140 million on fullbacks alone in 2017. It's true. The summer of 2017, because Pep wasn't satisfied with Klichy, Kolarov, and Zabaleta and Sanya. It's true. True. They brought in Mendy and they brought in uh, uh, Danny Rose and Walker and Walker. Kyle Walker from Tottenham. Did Danny- and look how good they are. Yeah, I mean. But again, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I'm praying that it does. Maybe How? I'm just being blind. How? I mean... You, the, what, what, we have to, that's why. <laughs> okay, but where, 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 
like they just got they just signed Marcus Alonso to a five year deal, wasn't it not? Yeah, five four five years. That tells me so he got either, the bag. Yeah, he got he got an enormous bag, which is I mean Okay, I, I guess. I, I mean, you got to sign him to a long-term deal. So now what we expect for him to move on, somebody's got to buy him or he's got to request his way out. Who the hell is going to buy him? Who? Real Madrid? Um, you're going go to go from Marcelo yeah. to, to Alonso. <laughs> That's what we're going to do now. Who's going to buy him? From the big clubs that can come in. Because no, I mean... Is Marcus, you're Alonzo. Let's say you get a call from, I don't know, a, a mid-table club uh, from somewhere. You know? You're going to go from a mid-table to, from to Chelsea Fiorentino. to yeah. a mid-table club? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's okay, so who's going to buy him from a top, top, top club? Let, yeah. Well, you, 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 I you think maybe, you? maybe Real Madrid, I'm dying that happened. I'm hoping it happened. They're not gonna if they buy any. You, we keep getting linked with Sandro, and that's another one. I am. I spent what last season was it? The the season going in is uh, uh, last season with Conte. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah the summer twenty seventeen. Jerking my dick yeah. all summer long because we were gonna get Sandro. That was it. A done deal. Done deal. Look how that worked out. So you so you think you think now. This man hasn't signed. This man hasn't signed his contract for Juventus. All reports yeah. have said whether he's signed it or he's been offered it. Fact of the matter is, no, no reports. So you're Real Madrid. You have Sandro there, and you have Marcus Alonso. What's your pick? You're gonna take Sandro. Alexandro. You have Sandro now. Maybe Alonso. Uh, you have Sandro now. You're Sandro. Where are you gonna go? You're gonna go from Juventus. And you're going to leave Juventus that has just signed Ronaldo. You're part of maybe the top three teams on planet Earth. A team that seriously can't even think about winning Champions League. You're going to leave that for Chelsea? For who? You're not going to... It's not... You're not going to make a downward move until we are challenging where we have a legit, a legit shot. At winning the Champions League, we, we, we have to continue. Guys from the upper level, the world-class players, are not going to come to us. But, but no, I don't agree. I think, I think with Alexandro, he's not signed a deal. He's 27, 28 years old. Juventus have a guy called Spinazzola on loan, or they have him, I'm not sure. Um... So I don't know. It's maybe it's possible. I don't think it's gonna happen. But I think if we stop being cheap, because let's be real, yeah. In 2017, when Conte came, Conte wanted new fullbacks, the club wanted new fullbacks because Alonso. They recognize Alonso and Moses. It's not enough. We're going into a Champions League season. So why all of a sudden, two years later, Aspi and Alonso are good enough? Like it makes no sense. We tried the cheap way. We tried. We bought Emerson. This guy had an ACL injury. He didn't play for like four or five months. We just signed him. He has zero rhythm, in my opinion. This guy has not played regular football probably in two years. True. And we just bought this guy off an ACL. 
and then I just you just trying to cheap way, cheap cheaply get by. Like, what's wrong with if you know there's an issue, spend the fucking money and address it so we can get away from this Marcus Alonso Aspilicueta problem and our team improves and that way we buy better players that way it helps us complete, compete for trophies and we can possibly keep Eden Hazard like what the fuck are we doing man it's true it's true I agree I agree and another person that got a ton of shit yesterday David Luiz David oh. Luiz wow <sighs> I, I, I'm gonna be honest I uh, watched the game yesterday um, on the first half. I watched it 100%. And then on the second half, I was watching it off and on. I was at my parents' uh, farm, and my the internet signal was going, was going in and out over there. It's in the middle of nowhere. And so I rewatched the match this morning. And I had a tough time getting through it. I had a real tough time getting through it. I don't blame you. The, the performance uh, f- from our deep... It's like, okay, it's easy to go, David Luiz, Rudiger, you guys fucked up. They scored three goals because you guys fucked up. Mm-hmm. However, what do they got to work with? The midfield fell on in their laps. The midfield collapsed, in my opinion. The midfield... Completely collapsed. They were non-existent. They had no protection in front of them. I mean, you have to, on the left and to the right, REA is bombing crosses. Left to right, you know, left on the right-hand side, on all, spreading it all over the field. You have Son blasting past Jorginho for a goal, which it hurts me to say, but that was a beautiful goal. You know, like... Oh, my God. It's easy to point at... It's easy to point at. It's easy to point and, and make any player yesterday a scapegoat. Yeah. But I think Sorry got it right when they asked him like, "Who do you think had a bad performance?" He's like, he said something to the effect of, "They all did. I don't. I don't want to. Uh, there's nobody that's gonna be singled out. Everybody." Did you see yesterday? Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but on the interview uh, on match of the day, that little snidey reporter, you know, he said at the end of the match, he no. said, "Oh, Russ Barkley." He, he he provided a spark. He played well when he came on. Do you think there was any positives to take from the one any of your about. players? Yep. I got so angry. Then the sorry said no. No one was good. I was happy when he yep. said that. Yep. Nobody was good. It's easy. I, I like I can you can you can you can pinpoint you can you could scapegoat every single player. Keppa. Keppa have uh, had a bunch of shit passes yesterday. He's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. How do you let these go- How did you let that Harry Kane goal in? He shot it from a mile away. How did you not see it? I mean, Louise was dodging that shit like it was a mine. What's he doing, bro? Exactly. It's not dodgeable. Exactly. Like, like I could easily... But let's take that play, the, the, the second goal by Harry Kane. <laughs> he did the electric slide. But the ball came in and he moved out the way and it went back. What's he doing? What's he doing? What was that? But where, where, where is... How is Harry Kane getting the ball a, mi- a million miles away? Because... I don't where well, he got it, he got it, he 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 took the shot, he created space and he shot it. And the first person that that should have stepped up was Luis and didn't. So Luis, what the hell are you doing moving away out of the ball? He could easily yeah. say, yo, where was somebody in the midfield to stop him? To 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 cover him. Yeah. I'm in the middle. Like, what do you do? And then 
you can then pass on the blame. Keppa, didn't you see that from a mile away? Couldn't you block that? Like you stood there. It's like, yeah. Luis was in my way. I didn't do, I can't see the ball. He was in the way. So like with that one play alone is, is an analogy for the entire game yesterday. It was a shit, it was a shit game. Um, one point that I wanted to bring up, a lot of people are mentioning that could it be that the blueprint is being set to beat Chelsea? And that is Everton did it to us last week, and now um, Tottenham did it to us yesterday. And that is to crowd out Jorginho, eliminate mm-hmm. Jorginho, quadruple team at an hazard. And that's it. Simple. You, you win. Um, I I I brought up one thing, which is a positive thing. If there was anybody that could figure this out, it's Jorginho and Sorry. Reason being, you think this is the first time they've ever seen this? You think in no. all of Italy when they were playing, all the teams in Italy didn't try this with Napoli? So they know. That they've, they, they, it's my opinion. It's I, I can only assume that they've experienced this before, so they'll be able to figure it out. Now, I don't know if the answer is let's. We, we just don't have the players to figure it out. This is what it is for now, and I, I just don't know. You know, and we just we just got to deal with it until the windows open up. I just don't know. Yeah. Um, um, with regards to that, I think I seen a quote. I don't know how sure true it is. Where it said Zola said, "Oh, we know Tottenham are going to do that to Jorginho. We have a plan." What was it? Uh, what was the plan? Something like that. What was the fucking plan? He... <laughs> Clearly, there was a one. But it's true. Like we are seeing. Uh, a, a, a repeated thing now where who's been our two best players Hazard and in my opinion Jorginho I think Jorginho has largely been excellent this season we haven't been able to play we can't, we can't play sorry ball without Jorginho all this nonsense here which it is it is simply nonsense about uh, move move can't take back to his original position stop messing around if can't I put Jorginho Porn real sparkly, all that fucking yada nonsense, but I can't stand. I cannot stand it. I can't stand it. Literally, oh, blow my top when I hear that kind of stuff. But that's the kind of nonsense you hear. Jorginho, first of all, simply cannot be dropped. All the system, the whole way we play, falls apart, and teams kind of realize that if you stop Hazard, the the most simplest way of stopping Hazard. Don't let him get the ball. Press Chelsea high. Jorginho is the guy who's the tempo setter. He's the guy who connects with the midfield to our attack. Don't let him get on the ball so easily. Get physical on him. And if you stop him, you kind of semi-stop Hazard. And if you semi-stop Hazard and just put men around him, you're definitely going to stop. What do you want Hazard to do yesterday? Like, people trying to blame him. Oh, a big game. He doesn't do nothing. This guy's meant to be world-class. All that nonsense. Like, what's he meant to do? He can't do anything. He couldn't do shit yesterday. Like, he's been crowded out. He's 
getting elbowed and start, people are stamping on his ankles. And it is interesting to see that Everton did it with Sigurdsson, where they just put Sigurdsson and I think it was Andre Gomez were patrolling um, Jorginho. That, Jorginho didn't have a good game against them. Even against Man United with one matter. <laughs> that was funny to me. One matter was patrolling uh, um, Jorginho. And he didn't have a great game against them either. We didn't have a great game at all against Man United. We were poor in spells. So it is, we are seeing a pattern develop. Like, if you stop Hazard, you stop Jorginho. Uh, you do stop Chelsea. And I don't know how we. we I think I know how we combat that. The number one way that we combat it is just simply keeping the ball better and pressing, winning the ball higher up. And that starts, and there are solutions in the squad. Giroud is way better at pressing than Morata is because Morata is a stupid, he's actually a low IQ footballer. <laughs> I know because he's handsome. And remember that presenter girl who was saying on the radio, uh, Lukaku is simply inferior in terms of football IQ to compare to Morata. Morata is a Spanish... Inter- uh, that was the most bullshit thing I've ever heard. Morata is actually a stupid footballer. I know he's apparently meant to be handsome. I don't know because I'm not looking at men, you know what I mean? This guy is terrible. He can't press. There was a lot... William can't press. So we have to... Press better and keep the ball better. That's the way you help Jorginho out. Simple. Yeah, but we gotta we gotta figure something out here. I mean, that's it this week. This week we have coming up on Thursday. We're playing Pauk. Um, then our next Premier League game. I'm bringing up the schedule now. Is I think Fulham. I think so too. It's Fulham. Then the fifth, we play Wolverhampton Wanderers, Wolves. And then December 8th, we play City. So we got three games, technically two games, because Sorry's not going to put our Premier League squad against Palk. And for all those that want to move um, Jorginho, from his position in the back and put somebody else there. It's been tried. You see it every time we play in Europa. Anytime Jorginho's not there, you see what happens. We don't look like us like what like how we normally look like when he's there. The ball doesn't move the same. The offense doesn't flow the same. It just doesn't. So your answer to moving Kante, putting Jorginho is there. I get it, and I do it too. I'm trying to figure something out, something that we could do to get our team on the right track because that's all I want. I don't care who you It's not a disaster, though. It's not a disaster. It's not a disaster. Listen, at the end of the day, before the season started, we had, in my opinion, four things that we needed to do to have this be a successful season. One, win a trophy. Any trophy. I don't care which one it was. Preferably, uh, at the beginning of the season, I said preferably the FA Cup, preferably Europa League. Um, sure, if we win, you know, 
the Premier League, that's fine too. But ultimately, yeah, win nah. a big trophy. Win a big trophy. Number two, sign Kante. That's done. Number three, finish top four. We're still in that. And number, what was it? Number two, number three, number five, sign Eden Hazard. And ultimately, what I wanted to see done was have Sarri's um, tactics cemented in our squad. So then next season, we can build. We can unleash hell in Champions League and in England. Because now all of these things have been accomplished. Because the foundation has been set in this season. And we're still on the road to accomplishing all the objectives that I felt were uh, the definition of a successful season. We're still there. So it, it's not a disaster. As long as we finish top four, as long as Eden Hazard gets signed, as long as Conte, which he's been signed, and we win a trophy. So we just need five more. Sorry's vision it's uh, Shari's vision for the club and the foundation has been set by the end of the season. Win a trophy, sign Hazard, finish top four, win a trophy. And we have to have an ex- a successful season. I mean, shit, if you were to ask any Manchester City supporter, season one, listen, you're going to finish top four and you're going to then move on to dominating in year two, and as of now, dominating in year three, would you take whatever they accomplish in season one? They'd say yes. I mean, of course they would. It's a process, man. Like when process. you get a manager, when you get a coach whose philosophy is super different to the previous one and the one before that, and their styles are literally ingrained in our club, that prudent. Um, negative defensive structural base is like deep rooted into our club. It's gonna take it's gonna take a while to just take them roots out. You know what I mean? And plot new ones because we're trying to evolve as a club. We're trying to make our club a more attractive proposition for better players. Simple. And am I losing my top over losing to Tottenham? I mean, their performance was poor, but Tottenham, as I said before, are a fantastic team. There's no shame in losing to Tottenham, in my opinion. It's a shame for the, the way we lost, but it, I think this loss might help us. It just helps us see some of the weaknesses we have and hopefully some of them can be rectified within our squad and with purchases, but I'm I'm definitely more than patient. I'm giving sorry. I don't even I don't even like talking about giving sorry time, but like, that's nonsense to me. He has my one thousand percent confidence. And of course, yesterday was he to blame? Yeah, he was to blame. The whole team was to blame. There's not one player you can single out. But exactly, and we're gonna improve. You know, it's calm. I'm not gonna cry. Yeah. Exactly, I I agree. Every everybody, everybody took a L yesterday. Everybody took a L yesterday. If you were involved with the play on the pitch, you took an L yesterday. So, oh man. So that's it. At the end of the match, we it was it was what it was. It was a disaster. Um, 
But what does it mean in the grand scheme of things? It's just a loss. As long as we finish in the top four, as long as we win a trophy, it don't mean shit. It's a process. It's a long road. We were not going to finish Invincibles uh, undefeated. Um, that was never going to happen. 17 so. unbeaten, man. Like, yep. Results-wise, we can't really complain too much, man. Yep. So, all right, Elias, if the people want to reach out to you, how can they find you? How can you find me? You can find me on Twitter at every day, at every Monday 6. Perfect, perfect. I'm on Twitter. You can follow me there. I talk about nonsense about Chelsea. Sometimes I drop a couple of gems, talk about music here and there, and complain about life as usual. <laughs> and if the ladies want to swipe right on Tinder, are you there on Tinder? Break the news. Break the news because I, uh, once, once this once this podcast goes out, your in, your DMs are gonna be flooded. So can the ladies find you on Tinder? They can't, man. If you wanna hit me up, hit me on my oh, hit me on my my DMs. But I'm taken, so I probably won't respond. <laughs> He but if you're thick, taken. you know what I mean? Wink, wink. If you're thick, we can maybe come to an arrangement. And <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm he said he's taken. For now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my brother. That's the uh, the end of the interview. All right, all right, all right, all right. So we're back. That was the homie Elias, also known as Everyday Monday, a member of the family. Uh, shout out to Josh, shout out to Daniel. Um, we made it, baby. We made it. We had, we got the homie on the podcast. We made it. We're official. So shout out to, uh, to the boys. Um, and that's it guys. We lost. Yes, it was to Tottenham, but we're on the track still. We're on track. We need to not take this as the end of the world. We'll be back. We've lost to Tottenham before. Shit. We lost to Tottenham 5-2. to two. Was it 5-2 to two a couple years ago when we won the title? We don't even remember. When we were lifting the trophy, we didn't even remember that we lost to Tottenham. So it's not... It's a big deal more so that what the, the loss could represent. It's a big deal because it ex- exposes all the, the issues and where we need to improve with the squad however is it the end of the world no we're gonna be fine we'll be all right remember keep this in mind remember top four major trophy sign hazard uh established sorry's foundation that's it those are the goals of the season that's it top four Win a major trophy, sign Ed and Hazard, establish the foundation. And we're still on track for that. We're still on track for that. So I'm going to get out of here. I got to uh, finish bouncing down the audio for this file and head to work. Um, I should have woke up earlier. I should have woken up earlier. I did wake up earlier, but I didn't get out of bed soon enough. Um, I got to be in the office in 15 minutes and this file is going to take about 15 minutes 
to finish processing. So probably going to have to take the laptop with me uh, to the office so I can upload everything. But anyways, guys, we shall talk soon again. I'm going to be coming back uh, this week. Probably Friday I'll drop the next episode of the podcast. And that is will be a, a post-match review and a match preview for the post-match would be uh, for the Europa League game against Pauk. And then it will be a match preview for Fulham. We play Fulham this weekend. So we'll talk again soon, guys. Um, remember, I love you. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, just be nice. Be nice to somebody. Be nice to somebody you don't know today. Just one person. And fuck them all. Fuck <laughs> the rest of them. <laughs> but just be nice to one stranger today. Just one. And uh, we'll talk again soon, guys. I love you. We'll be all right. We'll be fine. We're going to move on from this. We'll be a better club. Uh, we are the better club. The foundation. Top four. Major trophy. Sign hazard. And we'll be fine. All right. I love you guys. Big kiss. And let me tell you about my life. Painkillers only put me in a twilight. What pretty pussy and Benjamin is the highlight. I tell my mama I love her, but this what I like. Lord knows. 20 of them in my Chevy. Tell them all to come and get me. Reaping everything I sow. So my karma come in heaven. No preliminary hearings on my record. I'm a motherfucking gangster. In silence for the record. Uh. Tell the world I knew it's too late. Boys and girls, I think I've gone great. Trying to side my face this all day. Won't you please believe when I say. When you know we've been hurt, been down before. Nigga, when our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go? Nigga, and we hate po-po, wanna kill us dead in the street for sure. Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door, my knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright. To a house, you a car, 40 acres and a mule, a piano, a guitar, anything. See, my name is Lucy, I'm your dog. Motherfucker, you can live with them all. I can see the evil, I can tell it. I know it's illegal, I don't think about it. I deposit every other zero, thinking of my partner. Put the candy, painting on a Rico, digging in my pocket. Ain't a profit big enough to feed you every day, my logic. Get another dollar just to keep you in the presence of your Chico. Ah! I don't talk about it, be about it. Every day I seek you. If I got it, then you know you got it. Heaven, I can reach you. Pet dog, pet dog, pet dog, my dog, that's all. Big back and chat, I trapped them back for y'all. I rap, I black on tracks, so rest assured. My rights, my wrongs, I write till I'm right with God. When you know we've been hurt, been down before. Nigga, when our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go? Nigga, and we hate Popo, wanna kill us dead in the street for sure. Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door. My knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright. in my prayers I remember you was conflicted misusing your influence sometimes I did the same
abusing my power full of resentment. Resentment that turned into a deep depression. Found myself screaming in the hotel room. I didn't want to self-destruct. The evils of Lucy was all around me. So I went running for answers. 